Welcome to Now Try This, the podcast where two best friends get together every week to try new things and talk about those new things. It's new to one of them. It's not new to the other one. Marcus, you are messing up so much because you're just you're just you are just beaming right now. Guys, if you're watching us live right now, which you can at twitch.tv slash now try this cast 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time on Thursdays, you can see that Marcus is fucking glowing and beaming because he is so so excited for this episode he's been texting me for days about like oh man i can't say anything but dune oh dune. man it's time for dune one word <laughs> dude i dune. am so excited i am dancing it's a party here We're guys spice every things week up this we try stuff last week we did halloween kills before that we did squid game right now we're in spooky boys month and Marcus loves Dune so much, he was willing to call it a horror movie so we could do it on our most special, sacred time of the month, Spooky Boys. Have you seen the big worms? The big worms are scary, okay? That's all I got to say. Big worms are scary. The existential dread is scary. The The potential of becoming a messiah is scary. It's all just as scary scary as Michael Myers coming and killing you guys. Go check out Halloween Kills. It was a great episode. And if you want to join our community, you can at patreon.com slash now try this cast where every month our listeners decide on one of our challenges. Primarily, we challenge each other, but sometimes we want to hear from you. So last month we did malignant Malignant, (laughs) voted on by our patrons sorry i didn't like it so i blocked it out i liked it i enjoyed it but our polls are up right now go ahead and join if you join the five dollars you can suggest and only one dollar gets you a vote every month as well as other stuff hell yeah and join the community join the community guys right now there is time if you are listening to go and join at the one dollar tier and vote on our current challenges right now it's a tie between chucky the television series and sante sangre a horror spanish movie so it looks like we're gonna might end up continuing spooky boys month because the patrons demanded it shut up that that fucking stupid ass looking movie is tied. <laughs> oh, i'm so upset <laughs> guys i need you to join i need you to do something about this tie please get up in there and do something about it but anyway we also really appreciate five star reviews on itunes that helps us grow you can follow us everywhere at now try this cast but let's hurry up and get into it because i know dune boy over here is gonna fucking dune, shit his you pants almost called me talk about dune. some <laughs> I you I will call you Dune. Oh, because the Dune the over there wants to talk about Dune. Yes. Yeah, Dune over there. Fucking I will Dune. accept that nickname. Marcus, why in God's green earth did you give me Dune? Uh Nick, I gave you And then Dune. you can tell me what it is. I have a lot to say about Dune. I've been thinking about this since we were planning on doing this episode. And I I I two months my ago. anxiety would ruin two it. Two months but ago we were planning on doing this. I'm gonna try episode. my best to explain a few things. The reason I gave you Dune is because I am a fantasy sci-fi boy. 
I love sci-fi fantasy. It's a very specific kind of genre that there's not a lot of content for. There's a lot of yeah, sci-fi and there's a lot of fantasy, but it is very hard to find good sci-fi fantasy. Even recommendations I've gotten are fantasy. And then at the end, you find out it was all a simulation. And it's like, that's not sci-fi fantasy. That is fantasy and then sci-fi. <laughs> Is I there any besides Star Wars? Together. There are. It's like newer stuff, but I'm they're not like epics like Star Wars sure. or like oh sure. Dune. And so yeah. I saw recommendations for this series because uh, I am interested in sci-fi fantasy, and it's one of the biggest ones to look at. And so I was like, okay, fine, I'll read it, I'll give it a shot. And if it's not my thing, then it's not my thing, and whatever. So I read it and it was immediately my thing. I read it and there was like, <laughs> at your neck, I hold the gum jabbar. Place your hand in this box. Fear is the mind killer. And I was like, oh, yes, thank you. Thank you for gifting me this. I love complex politics. I love political <laughs> intrigue. I love fucking complex jargon that I got to learn. Give it to me. I eat that shit up. Gum Jabbar, that's a word that I won't ever need in any other context. But now I know it. And I love that. And so I immediately loved Dune. And I was like, this is immediately my shit. I watched the, the David Lynch Dune. And I was like, oh, yes, this is also great in a very weird, strange way. And then I continued of reading the time, the of I Dune. would say. Of the time. I continued reading Dune. And I got up to, I'm up to book three now, but I haven't finished book three yet. So I try not to spoil much, but the movies are going to be a trilogy and the the first two, hopefully, they will hopefully they're going to be a trilogy. The first two are the first Dune book. And then the third one is supposed to be the second Dune just for everyone who's interested in the movies, whether you want to watch them or not. That is how the movies are being broken down. I have a lot to say, but Marcus, before I do any of that, please tell me what is Dune? Oh, Dune, Dune, Dune. Dune, <laughs> Dune is a 1965 science fiction novel by American author Frank Herbert originally published as two separate serials in Analog Magazine. It won, it was tied for a Hugo Award in 1966, and it won a Nebula Award for Best Novel. So it's super old, and I love it. Is that your professional description? Super it's old. It's super old, but you can, I feel like you read Dune and you see how it's influenced so many things. Like, you can see its influences in game of thrones in star wars in just like so many other popular media you can see like kind of like how it was those things were inspired and it's beautiful and it's cool sure. dune came out before the first star wars correct yeah in 1965 oh you yeah. mean the movie it, um yeah oh i don't know maybe the first it was in the 70s right that 70s shows they went to see 1985 star wars. is 1984 is david lynch dune and i feel like the first star was 1979 1977 is a new hope 77 okay yes so 12 years before this mm -hmm. i wonder if george lucas has ever commented if he's read dune he has i'm gonna say he has <laughs> it's, it's well, you know it's hard as an artist to, to say that you were inspired by stuff 
right? Like I'd like to think, yeah, totally. There's so many creators now that like, like uh, we were talking about with um the person who made Hunger Games and Darren Aronofsky oh, and all those oh, yeah, like yeah. several many times on this podcast alone, we've come across creators who say in the beginning that they were influenced by something, and then the second it comes out, shut down any conversations that they ever sure. were influenced by anything other than their own artistic genius. Sure. George Lucas has even come out to say, what was it? The Seven Samurai? No, The Last Samurai? What's the what's that film inspired him? Seven Samurai? It was the old Samurai movie. Yeah, yeah, the old Samurai. Anyway, Dune. So, Dune is a futuristic film. I'm going to try to not read. I'm going to, this is my own synopsis. Okay, got it, got it, got it. Obviously, Marcus, people are going to listen to this episode that have never seen Dune. They're here just for our commentary on a film they've never seen so and we let love me describe what dune is mm-hmm. dune is a it's, it's a film by delis villainy villeneuve that v- came out this year villeneuve. villeneuve he's french you know how the french people do it down and dirty <laughs> and it follows paul <laughs> <laughs> follows a boy named paul <laughs> who is set to one day inherit the 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 fiefdom the the stewardship of a planet from his father, but suddenly their family is tasked with going to Arrakis, a desert planet that is populated by spice. And this spice is super important to the people of that planet, but it's more important to everyone else because it helps with space travel. And they go there to take, uh, to be in charge of it because the old people who were in charge of it, are no bueno no more and that is the the backstory for this film oh i guess it's also important that paul is the son of the lord but he's also the son of one of the sister wives benny jesuits who are space witches she is one of the space she's a space witch yep that so he is half space witch Half half Lord Son. Yeah, there you go. You got <laughs> and it. And he and he is he is our main viewpoint. He is our main focal point, and everything else kind of surrounds that. And then chaos ensues. But before we get to that, Marcus, I'm super interested to know how you watch this, where you watch it, because there's a long, long conversation right now happening about how and where to watch this film. Interesting. I actually went to the movie theaters. And I watched it in the theaters because I wanted to go there and have the experience of seeing this movie on screen. We don't have an IMAX near us that I want to go to. So I didn't get to see an IMAX, (gasps) but I did see it in theaters and I sat real close to screen. So it's like I was at IMAX. That's fine. Marcus, you are not a true Dune fan. I'm clearly a more Dune fan because I was in the third row in an IMAX, baby. You're practically in the movie at that point. Screen was big. Big screen was a big boy. We got to the theater. Lexi got there first, and she texts me. And she's like, "Oh, this is really close. I can't sit here." And then she, and then I had a chance to text her back. So then she texts me, "Fuck, every other seat's sold out." And she's like, "Fuck, I'm just gonna get a headache this whole goddamn time." Fuck. And then I, ha- I finally had a chance to respond. I was like, "It's gonna be fine. If you think it's gonna be awful, it's gonna be awful." Yeah. But the screen, the screen is super clear. You're not gonna get a headache. Yeah. That's why the seats are there. It is gonna mm-hmm. be fine. And then once the movie started, she didn't complain once. Oh, good, good. Maybe that's a spoiler on how we felt about this film. Nice. No, no. I don't know what kind because either we fell asleep or we made yeah, out or say, we were captivated. hundred percent, hundred percent. But no, we saw it in IMAX over at Thirty Fourth Street. I've it got questions nice. for you. I'm so excited oh, okay. because there's so much. Like I've never, I have felt this way before. 
but it has been a while since I felt like I want to interview you a little bit about like what Ooh. as a stranger to Dune, as a stranger to something, like what was your experience like? So before you go into Dune, what did you know? That's so funny because what you're describing is one of those unwritten things about our podcast that I think is great. Yeah. Because yes, one of us loves it, one of us is new to the thing. But for us, it's kind of a guilty pleasure because we get to experience our favorite things new once again for the first time unless the other person shits on the thing which is half the time (laughs) tell your friends to subscribe it's a great podcast (laughs) so i know june is a sci-fi fantasy book i knew that the twin peaks guy was in the movie and it was by the guy who makes weird movies that i don't know if i've even seen any david lynch films Mm -hmm. besides i've now seen twin peaks Uh, but i don't think i've seen any i just know he's a weird guy and he made that movie and he made it with the guy from twin Twin peaks Peaks. i knew that dune had something to do with something in your nose for breathing Mm. i knew there were worms involved and sand i knew that that's all that's all i knew Wow. 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 And wow. I was able to avoid I, I am I'm not an unsullied. I do have to watch trailers sometimes. Uh-huh. Because I'm just excited. But I try I'm actually I'm on I could see myself for the next five years or so becoming completely unsullied and not watching any promos for stuff. Because I'm getting close. Because yeah. I try to actively avoid it. So I had avoided most of the trailers for this. I saw the teaser originally, which the first teaser was just like there's sand and ships and Timothy Chalamet. <laughs> and I'm like, yeah. cool. Yeah. Uh, but I avoided everything else. So I knew almost nothing of this film. But but speaking of Unsullied, I went to this film on time and there were six previews that I was avoiding before this film. I was uh, fucking pissed. That sucks, I saw yeah. Spider-Man No Way Home. I saw yeah. the new Matrix. I saw the new Eternals. I was like, I keep turning to Lexi. I was like, shit, I was avoiding that trailer. Yeah, you should have been there a little late. Okay. Here's what I I'm going to ask you something next, but I do want to say this about sci fi fantasy in general. Like there are there's a lot of terminology and there's a lot going into a genre like this that they they have to handle the task of explaining it to the reader or the viewer. And that's an incredibly challenging thing to do. Like you have to go into a world where there's words like Benny Jesuit and Gum Jabbar and Kwisak's Haderach and Muadib. And like, you just have to learn all of these terms and and know what they mean you just be confused or you don't so so i want to ask you because i feel like this is something the movie did really well is i thought the movie did a great job of explaining everything without being too expositional but i could be wrong and i want to see as a first time viewer who didn't hear any of these words before like was it confusing i will say a lot of my review of this film and feelings on it are greatly colored by lexi because she's who I saw this film with. And mm-hmm. she, listen, it's not hard to get me on a movie. First of all, I forgive a lot. We know this. I forgive yeah. a lot of things. <laughs> and I like a lot of bad stuff. It's like, that was cool. Mm-hmm. Uh, I also am a huge fan of sci-fi, fantasy, and fantasy sci-fi. I am one of the people who wish they liked Star Wars more, but they're not great films sometimes. And that yeah. gets in my way. So I, I was already like on board with trying to accept this. Lexi, she does. I don't know if she's <laughs> seen a Star Wars movie. I don't think she has seen a Star Wars movie. I don't think she's seen a Star Wars movie. I, I know she hasn't seen Lord of the Rings. Uh-huh. I know she only knows what D&D is because of me. I mm-hmm. only, She's watched three animes. She's watched three horror movies. She's This is not... She would not have seen this in theaters prop, or ever if it wasn't for me. So she is the audience you have to get on your, on your side. So Perfect. That's as soon as the movie was about to start... Because my problem yeah. with the, I have like I have like one big problem with the movie, but that big problem has influences all the little problems I have. 
So I feel like oh, the, my one big problem is part of that too. It's like, I feel like, and we'll get more into what I mean by this, but I feel mm-hmm. like they were trying to appeal to a wide demographic that they didn't necessarily need to. And there was a lack of faith in the source material that people would be interested in it. So they changed a lot and moved like the pacing oh, around more than my I God. We're going to disagree a lot about this film. You know why? Because Marcus, you're on the other side. You're the Trekkie. Yeah. You're yeah. the guy saying like, that's not, I don't know. That's not, no. that's fine. <laughs> but, but like, could Leia ever do those powers no, before? So why could she do it that. now? Stuff. It's none of that stuff. My problem, okay. my biggest issue is mm-hmm. a pacing thing and the a huge important thing missing that I was like, the reason oh, I, I love it. Come on that. Yeah. yeah. The reason I love it is like this type of thing that just was pretty much absent from the movie. So I was like, oh, that's weird that they just removed all these like scenes that I personally love. And when I talk about Dune, I'm like, these are the scenes that I love and they're just aren't oh, in the movie which is weird, mm. but I don't dislike the movie because of it. I'm just saying that like, it's it. I think the reason that they took that out was because of them trying to appeal to everybody. Yeah. So I'll tell you more super, about it I'm later. I'm super interested to see yeah, what those are. Tell but, me what so you thought about intro, like how it introduced people to the world. The movie was about was. to start. The movie was about to start. And then I was like, Lexi, you don't know anything about this film. And she's like, no, I know absolutely nothing. I was like, oh, Lexi, it's a very slow movie. <laughs> and she's like, what really isn't it like a big i was like yeah there's a lot of i don't know the, what this film is going to be <laughs> but i know it's going to be a lot of shots of sand and it's going to be very slow and it's going to be political and it's going to be slow i said it like just like that yeah. to prepare her because i really wanted her to come in she's like oh okay and then the movie starts and i will say that it's weird i think this movie you can kind of break it up into two parts and maybe we'll talk about it those two parts yeah, i think there's sure. or maybe three i think it's pre-attack the attack and post the attack right Yes. I, I think is is like an okay way of like breaking it up because the pre-attack is the info dumps. Mm-hmm. Then there's the attack, which is the action piece. And then there's a post attack. And now we're on the adventure, right? Yeah. I think the pre-attack where you learn all these things, it was so interesting because there were, there were multiple times I was turning to Lexi and I was like, is that this person? Oh, is this, is this happening? Oh, so that's like this thing. Oh, so like that person's right. Oh, so then she was like, shut up. You're ruining the movie. That's not what she said. She appreciates my banjo. Uh, at least she lies to me. Maybe she thinks I'm sexy enough where it doesn't matter. Yeah. But it's so interesting. And we both commented on it a lot after where this movie feels to me like the first movie I've ever seen that handles sci-fi fantasy in the way that it does. I agree. I feel like you either do one of two things. You either hold your audience's hand. You hold their hand so fucking tight that it's boring because it's literally like a history lesson, right? Exactly. It's literally like a fucking history oh, lesson where you're like, this is this person. This person's married to this person, this person. And you can almost like see the like nerdy chart of the family tree like going on. Or you do none of that. You don't hold anybody's hand and you fucking throw them in the fire and you don't even try to like include those those like pilots are really famous for doing it where people will be like, oh, father, I am very distraught over the passing of our mother. (laughs) Where it's like it's trying to like just here, you know? Yeah. But this movie didn't do either one of those things. This movie just told its story yeah and to me that was such a 
that was that's such it, it almost sounds like a non-choice right it almost mm-hmm. seems like we just made the film no it's like such an active nuanced choice yeah it's because, great writing to do that it feels similar yeah, it, to the books in that way where you're like you are thrown into the world you you have the thing happening and they and and through context you get everything yeah there's a lot of context clues and and the but the movie's also not an idiot. It's very smart with mm-hmm. trying to give us very good context clues. But it also isn't trying to give us context clues like hereditary. Remember my biggest gripe in that movie? Where it was like it, it was like it didn't say anything, and then it would pan in for three seconds on the fact that this was a support group. And I was like, I, I know it's a support group, you stupid movie, but this didn't do any of that. It wasn't no, like it didn't. it didn't it didn't after the three of them talked pan to a family photo of them just so we made sure we knew they were they were yeah. a family. You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It did it, some of that for the fans. I will tell you a little bit. There's a the mouse, right? So like in the books, he is he goes to the um oh my god, why am I forget? He goes to the people, the desert, the Freeman, Freeman. He goes to the Fremen, Fremen and they all have nicknames. And so he gets the nickname like Muadib, which is the little mouse that, that mouse? they kept showing. Oh. They showed it in his like book or projector that he was looking at. Yeah, yeah, they yeah. showed it in the field. And it'll probably come up again later. But that's interesting. So it's like fans of the book were like, I know the mouse. It's the mouse. That's him. Weird. That's so funny. But also at the same time, this movie, this movie is so fucking interesting because because I feel like I've been talking about it a lot lately, lately, where it's like movies need to decide whether it's like a movie for people to watch or an art house film. And they do this middle thing Fair and enough. it doesn't work. But he just did the middle thing and it worked. <laughs> There's so many points. Marcus, I hate, I, I hate all films I have ever seen with visions. You give me a movie and they have visions of the past, the future, and it's not clear whether it is happening, whether it's not happening. Is this one a prophecy? Is this one a metaphor? Is this one just like him dreaming? This movie goes back and forth with our main character showing his things and never tells us what's happening. Yeah. And I'm captivated by it. And you get it. I've never been captivated by visions. You understand what's happening. Right? Well, and, and not always at the beginning, right? Sometimes exactly. you don't. But that's the point, right? And De- Dennis Villeneuve yeah. does such a great job of that. Like you're saying, like, he, this, this movie, I have zero complaints about the direction. Absolutely fucking mm. zero complaints about the direction. It is yeah. one of the best directed films I've ever seen. Like you can tell yeah, he pulled the close. acting from them. He like pulled the cinematography. He had a vision and he like yeah. clearly portrayed it. And like you said, with the visions, like he perfectly captures the sense of like confusion, but then also like placement, right? Like you, yeah. you're at first you're confused about the vision and what's going on. And then, like you said, you get it and you're like oh something's happening i know where i am i know what i'm doing and then i can you you feel the same way paul does where it was like okay i can use this information yeah. and like this is information oh, I, for me later i also think i think the movie puts so much on timothy chalamet's shoulders they make him our viewpoint character which makes sense he's the main character yeah. but the reason i think those visions work the reason that there are moments when things are happening in the background like with the sister wives and things that i like i know there's more but I'm not giving it. I just know I'm supposed to care, but I'm a little confused. Timothy Chalamet also looks like he knows he's supposed to care, but he's a little confused. <laughs> and he expresses that effortless, effortlessly. Yeah. So I feel in line with the movie. I don't feel disconnected. Usually when that happens, you feel this disconnect of like, I'm confused. I'm not sure. Okay, let me think about it. But yeah. I'm going through it the same time as Paul. And Paul is like holding up this whole movie as he's going because... 
I think sometimes when you have an art house movie like this, it, it feels like it doesn't have a point of view, right? Like it feels mm-hmm. too disjointed. Like like the Green Knight felt like that a little bit, right? Yeah. Like, obviously, we're following what's his face, uh, Dave Dev Patel. But there were moments where that movie languished in its like shots and mm-hmm. languished in its like storytelling. And I felt disconnected. But this one, even when it was taking those times to do sweeping shots or these cool visions or like just taking time to pan in on a fucking bull on the wall. Yeah. It all felt like it was still Paul's point of view. I I rarely watch movies uh, more than once. Right. Like a lot of times for a yeah. podcast, I'll watch a movie again. But like, I don't sit and Years watch later. movies over and over again. And I also don't give a shit about director's cut. Snyder cut came out. I was annoyed. I was like, there's no way I'm watching this. I watched an hour of it and I Four couldn't hours? fucking no. do it. Four hours? No, thank I didn't you. Even try. This movie, yeah. I left the fucking theater. And the first thing I said to Darren, I was like, where's my director's cut? I need to see every single fucking minute of, of film that was shot for this. I need to see all of it. Give it all to me. I don't give a shit. There's nothing I want cut from this. Nothing I want. That's cut. so funny. That's so funny because he commented on this. I'm, I'm sure you might have read the article, but there isn't going to be a director's cut because this is his director's cut. He said it in interviews. Besides this one thing that I'm going to say, he's like everything that ended up on the cutting room floor was supposed to be there, which is just like a brilliant thing to say as a director. Of course. And then he said, except one thing. And I, one maybe thing? you know what it was. It was. No apparently the character that josh brolin plays uh-huh. and i think it's in the books sings a song yes and Hans zimmer scored it they recorded it they did it and it just didn't fit in the movie the right way probably pacing wise yeah but he said that's the only thing he regrets taking out uh, the only baby and he, and he and he said maybe i'll find a way to get it in the second film of course there's because room. because the way they did it was beautiful but also like that character having that other side to him is like mm-hmm. the only thing that he felt like was maybe missing which yeah. is like but the fact that he said all the shit on the director's floor supposed to be there it was, I was like wow because Darren was like, oh, I like the inclusion of bagpipes in the movie. And I was like, those are in the book. Gurney Halleck plays it. And I was like waiting for him to play it or sing a song or do something. And we yeah. didn't get it. But it's so funny to know that it was in there. But the fact that he has that confidence is is wild. I, I, You don't. I mean, Zack Snyder, whether you like him or you don't like him. Michael Bay, whether you like him or don't like him. Directing movies is fucking hard yeah so many moving point parts you need a vision you need to have like six seven brains of shit to like be able to process that thank you so much old man rom for subscribing on twitch thank you for subscribing (laughs) but you need to have so many next level things but this guy as well i was i would say the guy who directed birdman and revenant yes and gravity Mm -hmm. Uh, that's the only other director that i've seen off the top of my head that i feel similarly about the way he directs a film everything seems so on purpose but it's just it's so it's so effortless i lost my train of thought because i was so excited that old man rob subscribed (laughs) with his prime subscription guys everyone out there that has an amazon prime if you haven't subscribed to someone on twitch it's free it's there it helps us out go to twitch.tv slash not try this cast and subscribe with your prime you like old man rob yes yes so so it's so interesting that we were talking about this director and how good he is and, and all these choices that were made by him but like it's just Everything that has been touched in this movie is so good and so well crafted. The acting is absolutely fucking superb. Like, I wish we had the time to go down the list of makeup and set. And yes, because everything is so good. Don't. Timothy Chalamet does a fucking 
banger of a job like as Paul like I mean he's a little baby Johnny Depp you know he's just replacing Johnny Depp in all the roles that Johnny Depp would have played if he were younger I would say more Leo DiCaprio but okay no definitely Johnny Depp no no he's more of a Leo no he's Johnny Depp he's more of a Leo talent talent wise Leo casting wise he is literally Johnny Depp. <laughs> well, Johnny Depp didn't do He's these doing things. He's Willy Wonka uh, again. He would have. He was in. That's fair. He was in one of the choices for being Paul in the other Dune movie. No, he wasn't. But it sounded like something that could have been true. <laughs> <laughs> I'm curious. Uh, let, well, let's totally talk about acting now. Like, let's okay, change sure. gears and do that. What do you know him from? What have you seen? What do you know of Timothy Chalamet? Do, were he you a fan? Call Me By Your Name? And that's Which all I, hate I know. It. It's of one him. of my least favorite films. Really? Have you seen it? I well, watched. Yeah, because they romanticize fucking pedophilia. Pedophilia. <laughs> Uh, yeah <laughs> yes interesting yeah that makes sense yeah. <laughs> and the character that timothy chalamet plays is a fucking asshole i, I like watched I, I, it in the background because i think harper's mom was watching it while we were playing dungeon dragons so that was is... it the moment when timothy chalamet was having sex with that peach <laughs> yeah it was awkward <laughs> it was but i will awkward. say even in spite of that he does do a fucking stellar performance in it yeah and yeah. you've never seen anything else i haven't seen anything else have you seen anything else little women i think is the like number one thing which oh, okay. i think he got a nod for an oscar or something somewhere yeah. or no maybe it was for that steve carell movie i don't know he's done a lot of stuff mm -hmm. but that's the only thing that i've uh, uh, the only other thing that i've seen that i was like wow this kid can fucking act yeah no he's incredible and i and like the whole cast oscar isaac is so good as duke leto like holy shit like he captured wow. Pictures, the pureness of Duke. Oh, Ladybird! So sorry, Dash Time for oh, two. Oh, yes, Ladybird! Lady Lady he was yes. in Ladybird. He yeah. was very good. He was um, a fuckboy in Ladybird. <laughs> that was the point, though, and because yeah, but he played a really good fuckboy. <laughs> did a good job. But that's what I'm saying. So like. He did a good job. Like Oscar Isaac did a good job. Duke Leto is like he is the the like inspiration for Eddard Stark. That like really oh. honest, honorable dude who ends up in over his head because he puts honesty and kindness before fucking common sense. Great reference. Yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. like you can totally see the connection between the two characters, and it's yeah, and what you're describing, Oscar Isaac did what you're saying exactly he ends up the yeah. whole movie is that like he ends up in this like political scheme and he doesn't know it but he has suspicions of it but the emperor of all of the planets is like fuck this guy he's getting too much power and he's too fucking smooth and i know he would do a better job than me as emperor so i'm gonna fucking get rid of him and that's the whole plot of dude is that like that oh. scheme that's in place i assume that everything from context out. but it wasn't ever laid out like what you just said yeah got it yeah yeah they which say, is funny because i enjoyed everything but they never like they they like didn't say that just like they didn't that. say it just like that they say like they yeah. go into that planet of warriors and they get that there's like the warrior guys and they're like, oh, this is the emperor's personal secret army that he has. We're going to borrow yeah. them. And it was because of the emperor and the emperor, sent which was him a little up. confusing because yeah. the emperor sent him there. So we were I was a little confused. Yes. I was like, what? And you don't see the emperor ever. So like you, yeah. you is just like this figure behind the scenes. 
kind of working. I assume everything. we see him later. You should definitely see him in the next one. Yeah. He's, yeah. But yeah, Oscar Isaac. He, I, I, it's funny because I was I was also talking to Lexi about Oscar Isaac and the, the it's so funny because that that role, that fatherly, kingly role. And also with the mom, with Rebecca Verson, we'll also talk about uh, just now as I'm talking about this context of them as parents. It's so easy in these kinds of things to make them so awful. And they were like so good and he, kind and like good correct parents. yeah and, and they he, were fucked from it here's this interesting thing okay i'm gonna get to everyone's great zadaya is great everyone's great everyone's great at acting but i have to well, get zadaya to the did three things she looked like this she looked like this and she said you don't belong here <laughs> that's all she did <laughs> but here's i the assume thing. she's gonna be heavily in the second when one. the movie when when the movie was first announced I was like, okay, cool. Here's what's going to happen, right? What they're going to do is they're going to have the whole movie be setting up for the attack. Then the movie's going to end on the button of the attack. They oh, they escape, survive, and then they make it to the Fremen. And you see them meeting the Fremen, knowing that they're going to be okay, but there's maybe something that's going to happen. Are they in danger? Are they safe? The movie ends. Then part two is going to be the rest of the book. That's what I thought was going to happen. Uh-huh. It, it so, was. It was what you just said. But it wasn't. Because what ended up happening is all that pre-attack stuff kind of got cut out, and if from the book at least, like there was a lot more oh. setup. There was a like you meet the emperor, you get oh. to have these conversations, you get to see a lot more of the political side of it, you get to see a sure. lot of those conversations, and you get to know a lot more about Duke Leto, about Lady Jessica, their relationship, the Betty Jesuit. So all of that got cut from the movie or done in like a really fast forward version that still worked i think for everyone else but it was kind of a shame because i was like that's that's what i like about the books i liked seeing sure. those conversations but would it have worked exactly i don't think it would have like, sold could, tickets and gotten a sequel i don't even know if it would have been a good film i mean you i kind of like it would have been I, like game of thrones you know like that tension that no it like, wouldn't have it would yeah it would have in a tv show maybe. but if you do game of thrones as a movie and you add with cutting off dark's head that's a shitty movie it, it's an upsetting movie but it's not shitty it kind of is pacing is so such a we talk about it, it is all a the weird time. Pacing thing makes or breaks a film and i think i think dennis literally to the last millisecond spent as much time as he could have i I don't think this was a mistake i know it was a choice like i know that cutting all that stuff was a choice made because they were trying i think they were trying to get a sequel right they're trying to get a sequel and they're trying to make a good movie and appeal to a wide audience so like having all these like conversations that i feel like were cool and interesting to me in the movie yeah. i think probably would have like sucked for a lot of people and i totally understand that yeah but it's like yeah. i wanted to see the four-hour version of this movie <laughs> i wanted to yeah. sit there and watch all that happen because you get into the minds of the characters so much more there's this one scene and that this is kind of the main thing there were two main things two main things that i think got that suffered because of this and they're not a, sure. in a big way but the first thing is there's there's a dinner scene where they all they get to Arrakis and Duke Leto is meeting with all the people like the local leaders and everyone right and like you get to see how he respects them he cares about them and he's convincing them that he has Arrakis's best interests in mind and then you get conversations mm-hmm. about water and there's literally a scene where they oh man I forgot what happens but they like are wasting water and you're like and Duke Leto's like, why they do something stupid or some part ceremony that's wasting water. And Duke Leto's like, no, like 
there are people out there who need the water. Water is such a commodity on Arrakis. And you have this dumb tradition that was started by the Harkonnens that just like is a waste. Like, I'm not going to have that. I won't stand for that. And like, who's the Harkonnens? The people, the that bad guys, the bad, the, bad the people that were there before. Yeah. 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 And so he goes against it. And it's like really interesting. You see like how it upsets certain people and that he's like, he doesn't care about playing this political game. And it kind of like sets up more of that stuff. And then at the same time, there's someone there who's trying to like maybe seduce Paul so she could kind of get in on the family. And you see like, okay, Arrakis has people there to fuck with Duke Leto and everybody. I will say the only thing that it sounds like, I think the only thing that it sounds like is maybe lost from that from me because everything it's it's so funny because everything mm-hmm. you're describing isn't surprising me about duke i think yeah that and i assume they're in the book the moments that they do choose to include with the duke one saving the regular workers from the worm and two yeah that's a huge one his the conversation he has with Avir, javier bardem stogar stogar yeah c- completely encapsulates what you're saying so i yeah. don't think i like needed that to understand yeah, that, that is- but that was I will a say, I will say, yeah, yeah, I will say, I would have assumed there was a lot less people on this desert planet. I would have assumed it's way more barren because of the way the film shows mm-hmm. it. Like the way this film kind of shows it is there's the Freeman, who are mostly underground, and them now in this plant, and that's kind of it. Yeah, that, but you're they kind did of a bad job. There are that. other towns, and the, they show it in matter, the thing. Maybe, maybe, maybe like, it matters, maybe it doesn't. They're like, there's the shield there's choice, wall. Right? here's us and there was like this whole kind of like city thing that they kind of showed but there's a I whole that ass was city the there there's just yeah. a whole ass city that like they you didn't really get to see in the movie yeah it made it seem like it was just the factory the, the castle second it, was, thing, it wasn't there's like other things and i'm yeah. very curious i think this is something that the david lynch movie actually did well is that the 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 traitor the the doctor betraying the family like i feel like in the books that has a lot of impact because you see how close he is with lady Jessica and how good of a person he is to the family and how he's struggling with knowing that he has to betray them in order to get his wife back. And then you sit with that for like a while. And in this movie, it just happens. And you're like, Oh, this guy betrays the family. You know what betrayal is. And it happens. And so I was like, I am so curious what everyone else, if they think that this is justified, that this random guy who we barely see all of a sudden, has this huge impact and single-handedly like destroys his family. Like to me, that felt out of place. And I imagine it would have made other people feel out of place, but I'm not sure. You know what's funny? I am falling on a line that I liked this movie even more than you did. Because everything <laughs> you're saying, I am so fundamentally disagreeing with you. Okay. And one is because I don't have the context, right? Like that's yeah, yeah. just a fair point. I just don't have the context. But the the I no, I I I I don't I didn't need any more time with the doctor. I I I, I thought I had just enough time with them. I knew he was a friend confident. I I, I Again, th- that pre-attack section where I got everybody. I think if I got any more info from a person or any other person, that would have been too much. My mind was completely filled with context <laughs> and people and politics and ties. The perfect amount. Okay. Like I was almost confused. I was almost overwhelmed. Yeah. But as I was sitting there talking about it and then everything unfolded bit by bit by bit, all these pieces they've been laying out, including the doctor who he was in three scenes. He was there to like heal in the beginning and then he was there yeah. to like heal after. And then he was there to like say, make sure you're careful with the Jesuit. And then like, that's it. That was all I needed because that when that betrayal happened, it was that was all I needed. Betrayal. Because 
yeah, but that's how it happens, right? Uh, it is it, it it is like 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 when you read but, Shakespeare, when you read these the, things, he it, was it, only, it literally is it, he was it literally able is to betray just them like because the he nurse. was a part of the family. Yeah, oh I got God. that. I guess you're right. Yeah. It does feel like a, a kind of like play in that like there is no a thousand percent build up to the thing. It just happens. Yeah, but like, I, it feels like Macbeth when Duncan is I killed, right? Like that's like totally what it feels build like. Build up. I like the fact that they knew I, there was a mole in there beforehand, and you got to play around with that a lot in the narrative. And then it's like, okay, who is the mole? You as the view, you reader know that this the doctor is the mole, and that he's the one who's going to bring down the family, and you know why, and you feel bad. For oh, him. you know it's a mole before he takes him down. Yeah. I don't like that. Why not? <laughs> what are you talking because about? Because it was a surprise. It was a good surprise. A surprise I didn't know he there's... was going to die. Dude, think about this. I, who, If you didn't read the book, you had no idea the Duke, Oscar Isaac, homeboy, the almost main character, the one that is almost implying he's about to take Paul and like pull him. I remember but just being, because like, there's naive, a traitor. But like, you doesn't mean that he was going to die. Just because there wasn't a traitor doesn't mean that you knew he was going to die. You knew that there was a mole, but obviously there was a mole because the Harkonnens had just had the planet. So there's skepticism. They're like talking about it. They're nervous. It's, why is why is it obvious that there's a mole? There's not. It's not obvious because I'm just <laughs> learning about who these people are. Like I like at the same time, I'm understanding why we're on Arrakis. I'm understanding what Arrakis is. Like that's already so much. But and if at the same time I was following a mole storyline, and yeah. at the same time, like the was movie was much? going on, and hold on, hold on, and it was all these things are going on, and they're all these things, and then I just see the doctor in the background going, I would have been <laughs> fucking pissed. I would have hated that. Wow. Because because I I I think that's a different movie. Dennis like, Villeneuve, I think that you made the right choice. The average viewer, I guess, it was too much for them. It makes sense. Average, <laughs> average viewer. Uh, I think I think the American mall loving viewer. It's too much. Okay, that was that was below the belt. That was you. You like just as shitty movies as I do. I do. I do. Drag me to hell, boy. I think. I think. (laughs) I think it's so funny because I I I completely understand what you're saying. And if I had read the book and felt, I would have felt the same way. Like I feel that way about the Harry Potter books, right? Like I feel I feel that way about adaptations. But I will say, without the context, man, it's. For me, it's almost a perfect film. Wow. Like the, the, the pacing of that pre-attack, I think, gave me exactly what I needed. Not a cent more, not a cent less. And and from from like understanding Paul to understanding the family to understanding mm-hmm. Arrakis to understanding the dynamic to understanding these evil uh, bald-headed people to understanding uh, Atreides to getting to, into Timothy's head, knowing where his like, I, I don't think any of that other stuff is important yeah. compared to understanding where paul is mentally physically in his heart mm-hmm. and they're like that's what that movie like this is what that movie like really like screws in like it only gives us that other information which is also important yeah in the vein of how it's affecting like paul as a person and like that's because true. it has that groundedness i i i, I had no problems that's that it was my biggest that was my one only issue and it did not ruin the movie for me and i get at it all. i totally get it why didn't it ruin makes the sense. movie for me in any way whatsoever i'm still i still loved the movie i thought it was a fantastic yeah. film it's like but the how good it was was like include every sentence every scene because you can handle it you can do it Dennis Villeneuve if I'm ever gonna see a perfect adaptation of something he's doing it so give me all of it 
make all six Dune book movies. Give it to me, baby. I don't give well, a aren't shit. They, aren't some of them by like his son and they suck? Not the first six. The first six are all by him. The first six. Yeah. yeah. After the six. Yes. Yes. Great. So I think I, I think I disagree with you fundamentally about uh-huh. this. And and honestly, it's one of those topics that people talk about all the time, especially us who are in the comic book fields yeah. um, of fandoms. Direct adaptations suck. Oh, 100 There is there's almost no such thing as a direct adaptation that has made a good film. Yeah, no, I agree. You, 100%. Have, you have to adapt to the medium. I 100 you know? agree. I, I, I 100% yeah. agree. There is nothing about this that like i am calling bad or think they made a mistake yeah i understand what you're saying i am all i'm saying is that like a little bit more i think as someone who knows what's happening and kind of was like i think they could handle it i think they could have handled like 10 more minutes like just give me 10 more minutes kind of hanging out before the attack happens maybe it's because there was I just no hanging out Oscar, Oscar Isaac and his beautiful Pro- face probably honestly but but, but, but it, there it was no fast. hanging out right the movie felt fast yeah, I heard but it people, wasn't it wasn't it people, was like over an hour <laughs> people on my Instagram or like in my feed were like talking about how slow the movie was and I was yeah. like this movie was like whip speed. It was so yeah. fast. I, I agree. I agree with that too. I, I think people who think it was slow, just to throw them under the bus, because we can, it's our yeah, podcast. Sure. Uh, <laughs> I, think, I think it's because you're not fucking paying attention. Like mm. every moment of this film was painstakingly crafted to say something. Yeah. It's not just a cool shot of this thing. Like, when he is mentioning his grandpa having wrestled bulls, and then we see the statue of him wrestling bulls, that's to say something about who Paul is as a person. Yeah. It's a generational tale. It's a it's 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 a, it's an allegory about what you inherit from the people before you. It's such a like big thing. Hell yeah! And it lets us sit there just long enough. Yeah, I to I, influence the next scene and yes, the next scene and the next yes. scene. But for me, I feel like Dune is sort of like about the like political struggle of feuding noble houses and an emperor who wants to rid himself of potential threats and like all of that politics stuff. I I wonder how much of it came across to the viewer, to the to, It did. To the I'm telling you right it now, did? it okay, did. I got fair. it all. Yeah. Okay. You showed. Enough. Don't tell. Fair enough. Fair enough. <laughs> I just I don't yeah, think I, they I, needed I, to be, I, Yeah, I don't think they needed to tell. But I think it would have been I, I would have liked more show with that stuff, with that specific kind of stuff. Sure. I think it's just hard to do. Right? Mm-hmm. Like, I it think that's one of the reasons why the, that's why. So the first three Star Wars movies in the 70s and 80s don't talk too much about it. And they are the most popular ones. So maybe yeah. that's the way you're supposed to go. But then <laughs> people were like, we want to know more. We want to know yeah. more. We want to know more. And George Lucas said, I got you. And then we got an episode one that was half about commerce and trade oh god i love it (laughs) that's my problem though right like that's my problem like i love the prequels like i think they're bad movies but i love the lore and i love that there's so much for as a fan for you to chew on and be like oh wow look at all this stuff look at all this extra stuff we're getting hot take hot take they've got they've gotten better i agree i like them better than the newest three right i'm i'm on the other side now (laughs) After sitting with time with the newest three, I'm like prequels are better, I, and I'll and I'll fight I'll fight about it. I'm like I'm right. Let's watch them all right now, back to back, and I will prove my points because they are better films. Yep, yep, yep and they're yep. shitty films. They're bad films for sure, but, but they're, they're better, better Star, Star Wars, Wars films. films. Yes, yes, that's what I always say about the prequels. But that's so, what I'm saying. So if if you got it as someone who didn't read the books, you got the yeah. message across. 
about Dune, I so. yeah. then I think then I think it did its job. That was my main worry. My it wasn't even yeah. like I'm upset that this stuff is missing. It's more like I wanted to see it, but I do I'm curious if the average viewer was able to get all of that without seeing it as much. I, I think so. It's funny because you're right, it didn't say a lot of things, but there was a lot of context and allusions to mm-hmm. those things, right? Yeah. Like it was it was very subtle. It was there, but it was very subtle. You had mm-hmm. to pay attention. But I think the reason it worked is because every choice they made to include anything political had a character impact. Like it yeah. impacted our main characters. And that's how you do that shit, right? Like yeah. politics in and of itself, watching a film about it isn't good. But if we have our main characters being affected by those politics, gangbusters. That's what makes it work. Yeah. Okay. So just because we're still in the first hour, let's go to how cool the attack was. <laughs> well, well, what did you think? So you so you had this vi- oh, do you have a th- are you making a segue? I won't I'll let you do it. I was you gonna want. make a segue, but then you <laughs> got into the attack and the coolness of it. I was making a segue to talk. If you're making a segue to do something else, I was you making do a segue it. to do something else. Are you sure? You should do that. Are you <laughs> yes, sure? Sorry. I don't wanna I don't I can get back it. to what I'm saying. Yes. Okay, 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 cool. Well, Nick, it seems like you love Dune. <laughs> so much Uh maybe you could convince some other people to watch Dune. Uh, let's go to the game ding dune ditch now try this trivia now try this trivia now trivia now trivia now trivia this the game is called ding dune ditch nick i thought of it while watching the movie and i thought of the name and i was like i don't know what it's gonna be so (laughs) here's what it is how every great game starts thank you thank you nick you're gonna have one minute get a timer ready for yourself so you can see okay you're gonna have one minute to do several tasks you're gonna have to call someone okay (laughs) Okay. you have friends you have family you have people you can call okay i I don't know if this is true but please you can do it tell me what i'm doing you're gonna call someone and you're gonna do a different task each time i'm gonna tell you the task before you call them and then you can decide who you're gonna call okay Uh ding doon ditch you gotta call them and then you have one minute to do whatever it is that we have to do. And you didn't at the end of that minute, you have to hang up no matter what. Just hang up. Fuck me. I'm okay. so mad about this. Why are you okay. mad about this? I don't like bothering people. <laughs> <laughs> I know that's true. But hey, they'll forgive you. Just fucking tell me the game. Let's go. <laughs> okay. First one, Nick. I oh, want God. you to call your mom. I don't have any friends. My mom. Okay. I want you to call your mom. And explain the plot of Dune in one minute. Okay. You do that? Uh, uh, no. <laughs> she might not pick We're up. We're about to try. She works for a living, so probably not. <laughs> she might be working. Let's see. Still time. as we're here. Voicemails are also acceptable. I do okay, want to hear. Right ah. Voicemail. Thank you. I she didn't say anything private in her. <laughs> the mailbox is full and cannot accept any messages at this time. <laughs> wow tell your mom to clear her inbox nick you failed the first challenge i'm sorry whatever i'm so sorry i'll call my second mom <laughs> oh she's calling back she's calling back okay she's calling back she's calling back hello start the timer hey hey ma what's up good uh don't uh, i don't have time to talk i'm on the podcast right now we're live marcus has created a game where i have to call people and explain something about the topic do you have 50 seconds yes great so have you heard of this new dune movie yes i need you to answer quicker than that mom <laughs> thank you so much what do you know about do you know about this dune film have you seen it no i haven't seen it i've seen um the broadcast <laughs> on the podcast 
Great, mom, that is fantastic. I'm going to sell you on this film right now. So this movie is a sci-fi <laughs> fantasy epic about political rivals. This family who has this messiah-like son goes to the sand planet and they have to like harvest the spice stuff for like the world. But they're betrayed by the emperor. So then everybody's killed. And then you're following Timothy Chalamet, who is a very good actor, by the way. He goes through the sand planet and tries to survive. And that's this film. Are you going to watch it now? Yes, I am. Great. That's all the time we have. Thank you so much for my mom. <laughs> I love you. Bye. I'll talk to you later. Great. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> that was awesome. That was very impressive. I love that it. That was so rude to my mother. <laughs> uh, she's right. She's okay. Good. Okay. Nick, I know how hard this game is for you, so it's very short. There's not going to be that much more. Okay. There's going to be, I'll give you two more. Two more. Okay. Do you see me sweating? I do. I see you sweating. Okay. Okay. I, I, I had two. I had called someone and convinced them to see Dune also. So I'll just give you that point also right now. Cause it just, that seems it. super fair. I think she's going to watch it. it. We'll find out. <laughs> <laughs> okay. All you have to call someone. Okay. And get them to say the word spice. Okay. Um, I had gum jabar, I, I know- but I had a, there's no way you're getting anyone to say gum jabar. Yeah, spice is better. I think um, <laughs> spice. You know why this is, makes me anxious? I don't why? call anybody. I know. I don't use the telephone anymore. They're gonna think it's an emergency and you're dying, or they're gonna be yeah, happy and to then, hear and, from a and friend. Then, and then, boy who cried wolf. It's like fucking the next time I I am dying. Uh-huh. They're not okay. Uh, it is ringing. The tension is here. Who is Nick calling? Why is Nick calling? You have a lot of improv fans, I, friends. I feel like, come on, they don't want to pick up. The I'm phone. not on a calling basis for. Th- <laughs> it's funny. Actually, I am. I probably could. Oh, he's not gonna pick up. Son of a bitch. Oh my god, is What's that a home phone? Why is it ringing so much? I feel like phones don't ring more than three times. Hello. All right. Well, I failed. That was a good one to call. That was a good one. I was to gonna. Call. You know what I was gonna? How I was gonna do? It? I was like, hey, T. What's the thing that white people don't put on their food that it tastes bland? Spice. <laughs> <laughs> nice, nice, oh, nice. Man. Okay. All right. Well, okay. I failed. Failed yeah. that one. Okay. Call someone. Last one. Call someone and name as many Dune characters as you can. In one minute, name as many Dune characters as you remember from the movie. Marcus, I don't know if I can name more than two. The names are so hard. The names are so goddamn hard. You can pull. Also, you sure can. You know person... what? You can pull up a list if you want to pull up a list. You can pull up I a feel... list if you want. Yeah, I hate you so much. Oh, <laughs> am I supposed to put them in there like that? Am I supposed to pun them? No, just no. Don't That's pun them. Hard. Just name it. Just That's straight up call them and start reading names from the list. Watch as Nick. I hate everything about this. Panics inside. Is this the right person? Hold on. It turns. Sure. His stomach is turning. The phone is ringing. Tension is building. Will Nick be able to succeed? Hello, I am welcoming you, our producer of the podcast, for your first appearance on the podcast. How are you today? I'm great. How are you doing? I am so good. This is Aaron, our producer. Our timer has started. You know the game because you are probably also watching because you are a part of the show. I need to name as many uh, Dune people as I can. So you got Paul. Wait, no, I have some questions about this concept. No, you cannot. I have to name people. I don't have time. Duncan Idaho. He is one of them. Uh, you got a bald face floating man you got uh, you got mommy dearest who speaks one. words you got zendaya no i got duncan idaho i got two. Okay, two, 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 two. there's oh there's the emperor nice crushing it Killed i got it. 17 was seconds left we, um in the movie? what'd you say was the emperor in the movie 
Oh, fuck you, Darren. You're not supposed to. You're supposed to be. I called you. You're on my side. Uh, 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 oh, gosh. Uh, but, 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 but. Wow. Time. Uh, this was a pleasant, very pleasant conversation. Welcome to the podcast. Goodbye. Wow, Nick. You got three. I call it a success. Okay, a John game. Hunter in the chat. Chani, Stilgar, Reverend wow. Mother, Jessica. Why can't I remember you Jessica? Couldn't re- you couldn't re- <laughs> call your friend John, who's in the chat? That, no, I I wanted to call Darren. <laughs> she was very unprepared, and I like that a fair, lot. Fair enough. Fair enough. Well, Nick, uh, for those of you who don't know, she's in the other room with Marcus now. <laughs> she is, she's over there. Good job, Nick. I, the game was short and painful. Like... Paul sticking yeah. his hand in the mysterious box. Can you explain that scene to me? Because that was one thing where I feel like maybe I missed something. I think I got it. I just think I might think it's kind of dumb. But please explain it to me. It is kind of dumb, but it's sort of like a tradition of the space witch thing, right? Like, so if you're going to be a Benny Chesarid, you have to go through very intense training. That's why Lady yeah. Jessica knows so many languages. She's able to fight. They they have a history. and Because they have power. If- right because they it's like they're they like have holding their power precious kind of so thing. before i continue explaining i want to know what from the movie what con what do you know about the benny chesser because that's something that i was like they're a huge deal and very important to the film but i i'm curious to see what people are leaving this film knowing about them oh sure well i also know that they just announced that they're thinking about having an hbo max show about them so oh that'd be cool yeah they just got announced like a day or two ago so i think that the Betty Jesuit are kind of like the people that so they seem like it's like Catholicism y kind of Reverend Mother y kind of al- mm-hmm. illusion sure, a little yeah. bit. But but I'm pretty sure they are the Jafars of this world. They are the advisors, but very specifically, they are women. So they send them to marry or be with different like heads of state. So I I, I think it's like it's like so I assume every lord baron emperor has one of these people by their side and they are like helping but they're helping so much they're like kind of pulling the strings of like everything that happens they also assume they have some kind of inchets training to like you said like it's very obvious they like know lots of things they know mm-hmm. lots of language they have this this power so it also seems like it's a bloodline thing so maybe they're all related or at the very least it's very like insular of like where their yeah. children come from and where they are because they're all like in and of themselves. Yeah, they do say that in the movie. And That's then, why the Reverend Mother is like, you were supposed to have a girl because you were supposed to make another yeah. Benny Chesarit. Yeah, and that's I think that's the context that you get. Like by telling us what Jessica didn't do right, you understand what they're supposed to be. Exactly. Right? Yeah. I think that's everything I know. That's good. That's that pretty right? much. Yeah. That's honestly all there is to know right now about the Benny Chesarit. They yeah. are the puppeteers of the universe. They are everywhere. Yeah. And it's constantly surprising how deep their touch goes, right? Like when they first arrive on Arrakis, they're, the people are chanting something and they're like, and she's like, they ask Lady Jessica, what are they chanting? And she's like, uh, it seems like the Benny Jesuit have, have, bec- have come here and have established like the idea of like these beings that are more powerful and that should be worshipped. And it is just them. They have like, like worship us essentially just in case they have plans or a need to use arrakis 
they like in uh, instill these myths and urban legends about themselves at these places which is like crazy like their touch yeah. is, is is beyond our comprehension very cool they're definitely these kind of characters in the witcher and game of thrones and mm-hmm. Very specifically, The Witcher, I feel like, right? Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. The Witcher, because we're following, what's her name? Jessica? Jessica? Yet, 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 Yennefer? Yennefer, Yennefer, Yennefer. Yennefer. Like, she is, we watch, she's one of the main stories in The Witcher, and we follow her journey to become literally, like, one of the Bene Gishri, right? Like, they're, like, training to be magicians and things, and they're, like, supposed mm-hmm. to be stationed next to kings. Yeah. And princes, right? Yeah, yeah. Similar so it's to that, that. Same, yeah, like, same thought, kind of right? thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's that's it. But like you said, it's also a lineage. So like they are supposed to marry specific people like it is all played out to the very like like minute detail. Right. Well, I like, think they're not supposed to marry them. They're supposed to be their concubines. Sorry. Yes. They're supposed to yeah. have Just children get- with. With the have children with the powerful people take their yeah. bloodlines take their children and all this stuff and they have yeah. and you find this out later but they have like access into their lineage of like memories like assassin's like that. creed like, yeah kind of like assassin's creed where they can like sometimes access memories of and knowledge of previous my only my only question and, uh, and i think my assumption is correct they are so powerful they they choose whether or not to have a boy or girl that's because like, they're not like, like yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, okay, yeah. okay. Just making sure. Yeah. So because it, it could have easily been just like uh, they're blaming her for having a boy, but it was prophesied yes. and she couldn't have affected it. But it seemed like she's like, no, I think I'm hot shit, and I think yes. we're gonna have the Messiah, so I'm gonna yeah. have a boy, a hundred percent. But she <laughs> also great. part of it is that she fell in love with Duke Leto, and she wasn't supposed yeah. to. And in the book, yeah. there's just they play with it a lot more the fact that like everyone kind of sees her as a concubine and. They think that Duke Leto should have married someone, right? So he sure. can get more power. He marries uh, another ruler from another planet or something <laughs> along those lines to get power. Yeah. But Duke Leto and Lady Jessica, they just fell in love, you know, and they had yeah. Paul. And as far as they're concerned, they love each other. And Duke Leto would never dare take on any other woman. And they didn't have a lot of time to do it. But you got that in the movie. You did. The, the small so. exchanges between them, especially. Oh, I really loved that scene. With the Duke and Lady Jessica, where she w- when he was like, I'm not asking you as her mother. I'm asking you as the Benny Desiree, where it's like you can see the love between them, but then you can also see the love for the son. You know, mm-hmm. They're like that was yeah. a really powerful scene acted yeah. very well. Yeah, no, that was that was a great scene, too. So now that you've interrupted me, me by embarrassing me to half <laughs> of the people that I could call, let's get to the attack and then let's get to the post attack because okay. or else we'll never get to it. So what is what were your expectations for this moment, this attack? What did you envision it like? The ships, the coming down, the fighting, and what did you think of the execution? I was excited for the attack. I liked the way that it was portrayed in the David Lynch Dune and in the books. And I was like, there's no real way that they can get this wrong. As long as they show a cool, awesome attack happening. I really thought it held a lot of the tension. I think it, as someone who knew what was supposed to happen... It, the the whole betrayal aspect of it kind of lost a little bit to it, especially since like that little thing that was on his forehead is supposed to keep him in line and it's in place to people that serve royalty. So that way they can't disobey any orders, but it wasn't needed. It wasn't needed in this. You got that he betrayed them, whatever. That whole part of it during the scene, I was like, uh, it kind of took me a little bit out of it because I was like, oh, I, I sure. would have liked more context for 
his 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 ability to even betray them just talk about this fucking movie's confidence like there's this, all this it looks all great but like one of my favorite shots of that film was when oscar isaac was naked on that chair eating with oh the, yeah with that the was great as he was passed out yeah like, the way it panned the way it looked the colors i was just mm-hmm. like and oscar isaac's six-pack i was just like this is a nice fucking shot. It was a great and shot. And you felt the weight of like what was happening, especially because yeah. you got the context of like, he's going to try to kill them. Yeah. Also, the creative like choices that they've made with the characters and stuff like that, like Baron Harkonnen, the oh, fat yeah. guy, he just he has a harness that has to like keep him floating because he's too heavy to walk. That's just like a part of his character. And so the yeah. way that they changed it to be like this thing on his spine that allows him to float was like cool and it was very ominous and creepy but it had the he same was impact. a great villain Skarsgård fucking crushed it he really i did. didn't recognize him and then i was like oh it's the fucking mama mia guy <laughs> <laughs> he was scary and fucking amazing i was- i 10 out of 10 for villain like great like as good as like the emperor as yeah. from like star wars like good as like peak villain mm-hmm. in one of these kinds of films he was just so like gluttonous and perfectly like yeah but then when he talked was just like and like the moment when he floated up talking to his advisor in the in the sauna when he was talking to batista you know all the way up into that moment when he's talking to the duke like scary yeah i also like that that moment when duke leto bites the tooth molar and he's just like the gas sprays from his mouth and then harkonnen's hiding in the corner of the ceiling when they find him like that was that was cool that's kind of creepy but it makes sense how he escaped yeah totally barely and it also like made him like seem like an insect for a second or something yeah something like like like, uh, infantile yeah Yeah. you know like uh helpless a little bit which i really liked i like that they weren't scared to do that and then you know as as they went on and then a fucking gosh like the only thing that maybe maybe was a little weird was like Duncan Idaho like showed up, stabbed some people, and then left. Uh, I, I feel like yeah, I was like th- I didn't like that. I, I feel like they needed to do that to get us to the awesome parts that Duncan was in later. Yeah, to like explain why he came and went. But I honestly would have less liked spending time with him at the battle and more time spending with like Josh Brolin. This is the one. We don't really part... know what happened to him. We exactly. Didn't see him, right. This is the one yeah. part of the whole movie that I'm like, I don't think it was bad, but I would have, if I had to tweak anything, I would have tweaked something here. We're like, agreed. I think it was great. It was but... great. But at the same time, like, I didn't like having this and the scene after of Duncan fighting. I think those two could have been combined in some way a little yeah. bit, you know, or just not have this one and then have the one later. Something happens. We get that Duncan Ironhoe is the reason that they are able to escape, but there's different ways of showing that. Yeah. And I think the the scene with Timothy Chalamet and his mom and the voice with the, the people that was the great. Ornithopter. In the ornithopter. Is that what it's called? An ornithopter? Yeah, ornithopter. Those ships are fucking cool. It was cool. Like dragonflies. It's awesome. Yeah. It's creative. It's re- it really works. And it totally makes sense because the, it's so funny thinking of like sci-fi things like this, but like the reason we have the planes and helicopters we do it's because one or two random people decided that was the way they wanted to go. <laughs> yeah. But to to imagine a different society learning flight and taking the same concept, but at a different approach of like, mm-hmm. oh, they saw dragonflies. Let's mimic that. Yeah, that totally makes sense. There's like nothing wrong with that, like A to B rationale. And I love seeing it. I, like, I think that makes sense. A great part of sci fi fantasy stuff is that like you can see that like what if someone made a slightly different choice yeah right like what, oh, if, yeah, what yeah. if one person made a different choice and that impacts the world and what if that happened a bunch of times and then what does that universe look like i like when creators Agreed. take it from that mindset same 
So then we have this attack. Paul gets away with his mom. And then we get to the post attack, which is us dealing with the fact that the Duke and all these people are dead. Us understanding that they were sent to Arrakis to kind of die yeah. on purpose, which is which is wild. It seems like, you know, there was easier ways, but I guess not. I guess, you know, they were at such a disadvantage not being on their home world and being in this place, you know. Yeah. I, you know, I mean, we, we did gloss over a little bit of the only other stuff was like, I mentioned in passing, but I do want to just mention again because I thought it was really cool when Javier, Javier Bardem showed up. Still got, as, yeah. Like, Dunk, the Duke said, Duncan, go there. Find out about the people because I don't want to rule over these people. I want mm-hmm. their help. And Duncan did that. And then the guy came in and there was this whole exchange, something as simple as like Javier Bardem spinning on the ground and everybody freaking out. And then Duncan's saying, oh, we accept your offer of water, water from yourself yeah. and we do the same hop chew. And I was like, what a nice way to just color this fucking world mm-hmm. and that whole exchange to set up who the Freemen are and how they operate. Yeah. Like I really love how they respected the different cultures. Like, I, I don't know. It's just yeah. so, so interesting to me. It is. It is. It is nice. I feel like that goes to show you how good of a person that Duke Leto was and, yeah. uh, and his whole crew and, and everybody like they genuinely care about what they're doing and they want to use the desert planet to uh, help the people that are there and, and like, rule with respect and honor yeah and then the rest of the film the rest of the film takes a very slow approach like not slow as in bad slow as in it takes its time with paul and his mom Mm -hmm. trying to survive meeting back up with the doctor meeting back up with duncan finding out where they go finding out the freeman and then yeah ingratiating themselves with them and then like that's the fucking film that's, like what uh, what were some film. standout moments for that parts for you i liked a lot of the like we talked about a little bit earlier i thought the visions were incredible i thought the oh, filming yeah. on the desert was great the tension that the beautiful. sandworm has and builds is is amazing i like the yeah. fact that you get a hint of stuff to come you can see that 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 one character duncan uh Hines, I've not Duncan Hines, but you know, uh, Liet Kynes what? or whatever. Liet Kynes, you know the character, the the woman who the she doctor? pulls out the doctor. Yeah, she pulls out the two yeah. things, and she's like calling yeah. the worm because yeah. they're able to ride the worms. All the Fremen can ride worms, and so you're like, holy shit, that's fucking awesome! I want to see that happen. Unfortunately, she dies. Yeah. But that's like a little tease, like, oh shit, we're gonna she see them cool. ride some. She worms. was such a good actress. She, she really crushed great. that role. Yeah. And I feel like yeah. the themes of the movie, too, are really complex and interesting, right? Like you don't get a lot of it, but there's gonna be more to come. And like you deal you're dealing with like cults of personalities, you're dealing with like Messiah figures, you're dealing with like religions and fanaticism that's to come when you see how much they actually like worship all of the 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 people you deal with like how where we're born affects how we grow up and what we decide to do with our lives and like what resources are more important based on just where you are you know and you had no decision in in being born there and yet this this resource of water or in in real life oil or whatever like becomes so important and integral to the way you live your life just because you were born in a different place and then other people come in and try to take it from you and control how you use it i assume the book's the same way but at the very least the movie is a really good job of not hiding its metaphor they're kind of on the nose like colonialism and environmentalism and all those things they're like in your face they're there but at no point is it preachy it humanizes it all and like you said it is complex it is complex in what it's saying 
Like it's not, it hasn't even like it is saying something, but it's not like, oh man, the fact that we come here and take their spice, we're awful people. <laughs> yeah. No, because like, yes, is it awful that we need to go take that oil? Yes. But it's also a very complicated issue that affects millions and billions of people. And you know, there there should be subtlety and nuance to the conversation. Yeah. All these conversations. Like I remember growing up in high school. And all the things were happening after 9-11. And I remember my small-ass fucking town, podunk people were just like, I don't understand why we don't just bomb the Middle East. And I was just like, <laughs> who? Uh, you're you're so wrong in so many levels. Yeah. And I don't even disagree. I don't even put against you the fact that you want to put yourself above others. It's a very natural thing to think. I don't mm. want to judge you for that. What I am judging you is the lack of nuance to the fucking conversation. You know what There's I mean? There's only one like, option, and it's my option. You're like, okay, fuck you, man. It's like, hold on. Like, yeah. fuck it. Let's have a conversation. But no, this movie doesn't do that. It does no. such a good job of letting letting everything sit, letting everything. And I'm really excited to see what it has to say about all these things. Because a lot of it, I would say, I, I did call this a perfect film. And I think it's uh-huh. pretty fucking close. I think I liked it even more than you did. It fucking nailed so many goddamn things. You know, like, the placement of Duncan in one spot. And, like, this point I'm about to make now is, like, the only, like, gripes i have and it's not they're not even gripes they're just observations whereas like i think i like that this movie was a setup movie uh-huh. i liked it i thought it did it perfectly i am stoked for the rest of this world i will and, and the only thing i have to compare this to is star wars and lord of the rings yeah i didn't think we would get another star wars or lord of the rings in our lifetime i thought those were the ones i thought mm-hmm. that was it i yeah. thought those were our epic tales like anything that ever tries to come close never does and they suck like yeah. fucking what was that movie with the guy from chronicle and the girl with big eyebrows what divergent uh, the guy he was no the guy was green goblin and he was in chronicle and then it was the girl from suicide squad with the no big eyebrows who was the enchantress oh my god yes you do it was by the guy who made the fifth element uh, it was that there were like Legacy. space bounty hunters uh no just, uh, jupiter ascending it's like um, Arethium or like Verinium uh, okay, or yeah, like yeah, fucking yeah. Elysium? Elysium. No, I don't either. know. I don't know. Whatever. That movie is trying to be an epic tale and have multiple mm-hmm. films and have an epic thing. They never work. Even no. like comic book films. I would say the MCU works for very specific reasons, but it's not like Endgame and Infinity War are like the closest thing, right? Like mm-hmm. that saga. Yeah. But that took 12 films. It's a different thing. Exactly. The yeah. trilogy epic we just i think we just got another one i think this is the beginning of another one that we're gonna remember 30 years from now but i will say mm-hmm. a new hope does stand on its own yeah fellowship of the ring is a complete story i could give you fellowship of the ring and you not watch anything else and you're done that's okay you can watch that movie by itself without you want to watch two towers you don't need to watch two towers immediately after this movie mm-hmm. i'm like i, so. I-, I need to watch the next one for this to yeah, be like for this a to be thing. worth it yeah <laughs> yeah it's just awesome not even worth it because it was such a great experience sure. but well no, almost worth it yeah like almost it to be right more worth it. Yeah, yeah yeah but yeah, yeah. here's the thing i, I have to say yeah. about the movies coming up is that like Please. we what the problem with my problem with this movie is that like not my problem but like they cut out a lot of the politics and stuff like that in the beginning to to have more of the story be told and focus a little bit more on the action stuff. There's less and less action going forward. So it's if it's only political intrigue, will people be interested in the movie? Will people watch it? If it's like that's, the, the that's Trade fair. Federation, do, will people stop caring? Or are they going to make we... up action 
to happen in the thing that isn't there. Are we going to get a Yoda fighting the Emperor because there needs to be something in the second act of the third film? Exactly. Exactly. Even though it doesn't make any narrative sense. Yeah, there's there is a holy war and there's a war that's going on, but like it's not shown. We don't see any of it. So oh, are we, we going to get kind of like a will. middle Hobbit movie where it's just about the war and we're like it's not based on anything that we, we totally actually could. know? We can get a middle Halloween kills movie because they don't know what to do until the third one. <laughs> exactly. We totally could. Yeah, but we can't oh fault God. this movie for what the what the second one could be bad because Lord of the Rings did it right, right? Yeah, yeah, no. And people say Return of the Jedi is the best one. I mean, Empire well, Strikes sure, Back. Sure, sure, Empire but, Strikes but, Back. But I'm just the saying, as long as they don't, I feel like my problem is what I'm scared of most for the sequels is that they're gonna yeah. add stuff and write in stuff that didn't happen and elaborate on like the action set pieces to balance out the yeah. film more for. The, the people who didn't read it and are interested in the film so i'm i'm well, nervous going forward for the sequels i totally get that nervousness but i also will say i don't know it might happen again where that's going to piss you off but for me i think Dallas villeneuve is so careful with what he does if he does do that it'll be so on purpose for pacing and timing mm-hmm. and the movie as like a finished piece of product like, I don't mind it if he like yeah yeah I like if, if, if it's if, done well we're totally always fine with them adding stuff from our adaptations if it adds something yes right but I don't like, need those, a faithful like, one the first for one Hunger adaptation game, of anything yeah the the first Hunger Games not a bad movie no I liked it the second Hunger Games interesting Hunger Games with the best people those third and fourth movies fucking blow yeah they're not about anything <laughs> but they just they try to like add more third action and fourth movies. It should have just been three movies because that third book isn't that long. It's not not yeah. that much stuff happens. And in there's it. no Hunger Games. <laughs> there's no Hunger Games. That's why the Hunger Games movies like fucking ended up in an epic wash. The first two, there were Hunger Games. The third and fourth, there weren't Hunger Games. There's, I, I truly be- think there should not have been a fourth. It should have just been the three movies, like the yeah. three books. But like, like, like you're saying, like that could happen here and we could end yeah. up with a weird movie. That because they want the third movie to be the like third third part of the first book or something weird instead of the second book, and they want to tell all three movies. Yeah, I don't think Dennis is going to do that. This one, I think Dennis is very much a prototypical Peter Jackson. Like I think Dennis, if he could have, would have filmed all three of these movies at the same time. Honestly, I kind of wish they did. I think that really would have. Yeah, I mean that's one of those reasons those Lord of the Rings movies I think are so special, right? Like I think that's why they stand the test of time. Yeah, that's why they feel so complete as three films. Though some people say Two Towers isn't good, I liked it. I have no problem with. I liked it. I like. I well, some people say that there is time passage uh, in the movie. So, I mean, in the book, there's yeah. time passage. So it's okay if yeah. they take a little time and a break to film and he gets a little older because it's supposed to happen. Oh, sure, sure, sure. Yeah. But like, I, I was just saying, I think that technique to film all three at the same times is why that feels so unified, like such a vision and why the Peter Jackson Lord of the Ring trilogy, they're going to remake it someday. But the reason they haven't yet is because it's almost perfect. It like it's does exactly what it's meant and to do. And it holds up from every part of it like even the technology yeah. aspect isn't that bad even though technology's yeah. evolved so much since then because a lot of it was like practical and like smart yeah. like the reason they did the big small thing was like forced perspective a lot it wasn't even mm-hmm. like just cgi right yeah so it was just smart filmmaking but yeah that's dune that's dune man dune! I'm, so, 
so happy we got to talk. I feel like this, I, I, I don't watch movies all the time where I'm like, I need to know what someone else who doesn't know anything about this thinks. Yeah. And yeah, I, that's fair. I feel that I'm so that's happy. why I, that's why I feel so bad. That's why we drag our significant others to so many different shows and TV and movies. Cause we're like, listen, 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 I love superhero things, but I need you to go. I need you. I yeah. need to like yeah. live this through you as well. Mm-hmm. You know, but I will say before we get to the end of this, everything that I'm saying, my partner, my significant other, who is not a nerd, who is not, who had never watched this film, not only agrees with everything I'm saying, doubled down even more. Oh, wow. She thought this movie, she was epically like blown away. She looked like one of the people who sat down and watched Star Wars for the first time and walked out of that theater <laughs> like slack jawed and like was like, I didn't know movies could do that, which is like, I, I can't do that anymore because. I'm in the field. I'm an actor. I'm looking at like acting choices. I watch the news about movies. I understand that Hans Zimmer is making the score. I know yes. Dennis Villeneuve's filmography. I'm like too ingratiated in being a cinephile to ever have that quite that of much of an experience anymore. Right. Yeah. But she fucking did. And that's that was awesome. fucking cool. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's awesome. I am excited uh, in the chat. Our producer wants to watch lord of the rings with like with your girlfriend so we got to make that happen <laughs> uh i think that'd be great i think that sounds like a wonderful time as soon as things slow down i think we should totally have a sleepover in jersey and do that hell yeah that. okay nick yeah. i'm gonna ask you some is, questions before you get to that is there, i just is there anything else you want to hit we, we have time we don't have to wrap uh, it could be a little longer this is your thing uh, if you want to say something else <laughs> oh dude no i'm just excited i think the yeah. the worm design looking like a butthole oh was the worm was, was so good really interesting i think they wanted to make it not look like a penis so they made it look like a butthole which i guess works out oh i thought it was great i think the they're it coming out of the sand and you never getting that full breath of the worm right away mm-hmm. was so cool yeah like it was yeah. just almost like a chasm you know mm-hmm. with the teeth at first it was really really job awesome of, with scale and and depth yeah. and showing everything and the size of it and the importance of it and the weight it holds like he does a really good job and also what he did a really good job which people don't usually nail is the sci-fi aspect at no point was mm-hmm. i at no point was he over explaining his cool technology but yeah. he also wasn't he also understood that i didn't know what things were so it would explain to us like duncan idaho brought in that like sand like the thing and then <laughs> later paul uses that when they make their tent and of course yeah. their tent would be inside the sand like what a cool mm-hmm. little reveal yeah. like for people like me it's such a subtle thing but by adding those little wins in your movie you make me like a sci-fi nerd if i'm not a sci-fi nerd you know what yeah. i mean yeah no i get like that. i'll always think lightsabers and fucking star wars fucking shit's cool but for like the movie goer is like i don't give a shit about like technology and then it's like oh what's that like flashlight exactly you know that's yeah impressive. yeah you show people the thing is cool and then you tell them what it is yeah exactly you yeah. know or don't even tell us they didn't really I mean, tell us about that's how that's how the still suits they explain the still suits to to us a little they, those I mean, are cool. a little bit I was glad they, they didn't tell you that they're drinking their own piss is really the main thing and poopy oh they said they're drinking their own sweat yeah they did say sweat but it's pee and poopy. Yeah. They drink in pee. That, I mean, whatever. Every time uh, you see Timothy Chalamet in the desert, he's drinking his own pee, and I want that to be no. Okay. I will say, sometimes I think Jason Momoa. I like Jason Momoa, Uh-oh. but I will say sometimes I think he's elevated to a point of godliness just because of I'm not sure why. 
I think he'd be a really cool guy. I want to hang out with him. I like his acting. I like his effects. I like his stunts and everything. But sometimes mm-hmm. he's put as such a platform. Same with all these guys, like Henry Cavill, all these people sometimes. But like when I saw Henry Cavill in The Witcher, I was like, oh, now I agree with those yeah. things people yeah. say. Same. But now seeing him as Duncan Idaho, I was like, wow, he fucking crushed it. Oh, he really? Fucking, I think you're going to go thought, the opposite. I thought you were going to say he sucks No, wait, that's what well, at, at the beginning, I think him mentoring timothy and like expect uh, respecting him so much and then the mm-hmm. fucking moment later when he accepts him as his duke it yes. felt so heartfelt and real it was like really it felt endearing. so real like he did so good doing that but on top of all that i thought his death was really really greatly done i thought yeah. the hallway like at first i was like oh he's gonna take all these guys down but they really let you they did almost like a daredevil where they mm-hmm. let the weight of having all those people there really hit you and like the subtlety of the shields another sci-fi thing they didn't explain yeah. but you kind of understood with a little bit of like showing not telling they did in that hallway really fucking worked and like honestly i was cheering a little bit when he got back up for that three seconds just to take out three more guys <laughs> just to like give his duke his lord a little more time and yeah, i was sitting there course. going duncan idol hell yeah hell yeah guys we referenced yeah. i sang a whole song about duncan idaho in our high school musical episode Go check it out. Sorry, it was in our High School Musical, the musical, the oh series episode. God. You're right. You're right. <laughs> You're right. Uh, but no, um, it's a fantastic movie. If if the third movie is going to be based on the second book, then everyone's going to have a lot of acting they're going to have to pull off. Like, it's just, it is just going to be a they purely showed acting up for this. vehicle. Yeah. They fucking showed up for this. I, mm-hmm. I, I'm still astounded. I mean, we talked about it more, and I, now I just want to talk about it even more, is... I'm astounded by the caliber of act. listen, I'm an actor. I, I I know what it takes. And like the the amount they're able to pull in this film, the amount that is captured by the lens of oh, the camera yeah. as they're acting in this is like I it might be the best acting I've ever seen in a movie like this. Yeah. I, because like Star Wars is campy, right? Like we forgive yeah. it for it. Yeah. Lord of the Rings is melodramatic. That's the point. We forgive it for it. Yo, best friend, throw the ring. Like, that's the point of it, yeah. right? It's a fantasy. It's D&D. That's what you're supposed to do. That's what we play when we play D&D. That's the point. Mm-hmm. But this movie acted at a caliber that's an Oscar movie. Like, yeah, it acted at a caliber of, like, the father that just won Anthony Hopkins an Oscar and, like, all these shits. Like, mm-hmm. it, it was at that caliber of subtlety and nuance and fucking... Honestly... I'd be surprised. I know this is going to get some nods to the Oscars. Yeah. I wouldn't be surprised if it was a Lord of the Rings thing where it like transcended the genre. Because remember, Lord of the Rings is tied for the most Oscars ever. It has 13. And it's a fucking fantasy movie with wizards. I I think this might transcend. I think you have a lot more faith in this movie than it's getting. I I did a poll poll on Instagram. A lot of people still haven't even seen it. I don't even know if everyone's going to watch Honestly, this movie. That's more for my side because who fucking watches Oscar movies? But Lord of the Rings, everyone saw. Everyone saw Lord of the Rings. And I think by the time, but not everyone saw Fellowship of the Ring. I saw Dune. That theater was empty. And I was like, fuck. And it was like a, it was a night 8 p.m. showing. Like, that's what I'm saying. I think over time, I think it did make good money. It didn't make gangbusters money. It made about yeah. what was expected. But I think one of the, you know what? I think one of the reasons was because I think they put it on HBO Max. I had a couple of friends Maybe. that said, I had a friend that texted me and said that she was starting to fall asleep. I was like, it's because you were watching at home. I, I, I am, I am curious to see what more people think. Guys, if you want to share your opinions with us, you can head over to our social media platforms where we want to hear from you guys. We're posting stuff. We post clips and we want to hear what you guys have to say about the things that we do. 
Yeah. At now try this cast. Marcus, do you have some questions for me, sir? I do have some questions for you, specifically you, my podcast <laughs> co-host, Nick. Question <laughs> wait, one. Wait, why do we get so professional all of a sudden? <laughs> oh, my, po- my podcast co-host. We got to pretend that we're like on NPR or something. That's how we got to get the more views. Got to get more clicks. I don't think that's, okay. All right, okay. You got it, sir. Nick, what did you, you think professor? about this masterpiece of a film? I, I will double down when I said that honestly, looking back on it and thinking about movies and what I like, I don't have any problem calling this a perfect film. I wow. have no problems. Wow. The things that I have to talk about are just like interesting thought experiments to discuss. Mm-hmm. I don't need things to change. Usually when I watch Justice League or even like a great film, like infinity war or endgame you know i I have things that i'll I'll suggest i i am excited to rewatch this film because it was a perfect film yeah no i i am eager to get more i am like give me the 10 hour cut of this film give me every piece of footage that was thrown out give me the bloopers give me everything i want to watch all of the bloopers would be very funny i will say because it's so serious and so epic (laughs) We don't okay. get epic films anymore. They don't make them anymore. They don't, we they don't have the budget for them. They don't. They don't try. The ones superhero movies are, are the only epic films we get. Yeah, Any true. other films that are epic, they like have shitty scripts because they don't throw enough money. They don't throw enough time. They don't have the faith to do it. They yeah. don't have. They don't give people like Dennis uh, Dennis Villeneuve, who are like visionaries, the time and budget. Like Ryan Johnson got to make a Star Wars film. But it didn't work. And but he's a brilliant director. If he had gotten his own thing, maybe it would work better. I don't we don't get epics yeah. anymore like this, you know? Since like Pearl Harbor and Titanic, like we don't get non property things. And this is things. a property thing. But we yeah, get so few fun. epics that yeah. it was it was epics are fun. Epics Nick, are so fucking fun. Are you gonna watch the sequel? Yes. Yeah, yeah, you are. immediately Dude day boy. of day and date. Dude day boy. and date. Okay, Nick, would you recommend this movie it's so hard it's so hard because i know this isn't everyone's cup of tea i know some people don't have the patience i know some people look for different things in their films but i'm not gonna pull my punches when i tell people it is a fantastic perfect film and you should watch it yeah like i'm not gonna pull my punches i and if they don't get it i'm just gonna very politely say oh i totally understand it's not everyone's cup of tea you could be wrong (laughs) it's fine you were missing out, not me. Yeah. 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 That's so funny. Well, I think that's all the questions, right? Yeah. That's, those are the three that's questions. That's all we the questions. Ask every time. Next all these episodes, week, over 100 episodes. Yes. I always forget. Next week, we don't know challenge. what we're doing because it's a fan challenge. And right now it's tied. So please head on over to the Patreon and go vote. Please, please, please. It's a dollar a month. Uh, we get new patrons all the time. That's not true. We we want new patrons. We have a goal and we want to to share with you guys. And honestly, join at the one dollar tier because we need help breaking these ties and voting. But if honestly, just things, because we want this community to be exactly what it is, we have a, a sp- small, strong fan base and we love interacting with them. You guys mm-hmm. listening, we love interacting with you. And we just want you to share this space with more people because more voices is always a wonderful thing. Paint with different brushes is always what I always say. 100%. Invite a friend, invite a second friend, get them to, get them on board because, you know, we think uh, 
We think we share a very special space here and we want to share with more people. That was beautiful. So put. follow us everywhere <laughs> at Now Try This Cast. You can check out our Twitch streams every Thursday, 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time at twitch.tv slash now try this cast. You can pick up the podcast everywhere you pick up podcasts and you can get the VOD on YouTube the next week. But most importantly, patreon.com slash now try this cast to join that community. Yeah. Woo 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 Okay, guys, you know where to find us. You know where you watched us. And you know where to share us, baby. Okay? Thank you so much for joining us. Good night. And don't forget to go out there and try some things. You, over there. I'm looking at you. Good night. Marcus, besides Dune, have you been doing anything? Nick, I told you about this, but I'm going to publicly talk about it on the podcast. On Instagram, we're talking about something new, right? I had uh-huh. a new experience this week of someone sending me nudes on on Instagram unsolicited. I did not want them. I did not know this person. So shout out to that guy. But I have a formal request. Nick, feel free to disagree with me. But uh, uh, if you're going to send uh, either <laughs> one of us nudes on Instagram. Wait, wait, wait. Why don't you just not lump me on? Wait, wait, wait. If you're going to send either one of us nudes on Instagram or anywhere else, Venmo us first. Or at the very least, join the Patreon and give us money. Then may we be more willing to open your messages. That's all I got to say. Marcus, if you want to solicit, go ahead and open a Ko-Fi and ask people to buy you coffee. Go for <laughs> it. If you want to be that person. No, that's I just don't like... want it. I don't want it. But at the ve- I, I feel like it's very rude to send someone news and not even like subscribe to their Patreon or something. There's something, there's something wrong with what you're saying, and I can't put my finger on it. There is some there is there is an aspect of what you're saying in terms of self-worth or sex work or something that is incorrect but i can't Uh put my finger on what it is give me money is what i'm saying (laughs) give me money don't send me pictures of your butthole that's all i'm asking i guess that's not an unreasonable request like if i saw if i opened that message and i was like wow that's a butthole but then also I got twenty dollars. I'd be like my my suffering of having to look at the butthole is twenty. It's about twenty dollars worth. <laughs> Guys, funny. it sounds like all those people out there, all our listeners who want to send someone a butthole, you know where to Not send it. Someone, one of us. It's don't all, don't send it's it to all, anyone else. It's Marcus. It is Marcus. Nope, at send it to Nick also at Nick Deck Nevis. <laughs> no, no, I don't at need. President I don't need twenty dollars. I uh, it's Nick Deck. I don't need. I don't need uh, money. I am fine. I do uh-huh. not need buttholes. I am fine. Five pictures is a hundred bucks. If they do but twenty dollars every time, I'll look at some boobs. <laughs> but only for 20 bucks you're just you're lessening the amount of money you could get (laughs) by doing what do you mean you are you are having it because there's literally oh i was gonna say there's literally twice as many buttholes as boobs but that's not true i was gonna say everyone has that's not true uh statistically speaking everyone has one boob yeah think about that (laughs) (laughs) and speaking of boobs let's look at these mounds (laughs) these giant Desert mounds. Dude mounds. <laughs> Honestly, pretty good. I accept it. Please. 